Yo, what is going on, everybody? It's your boy, Marshall, live, and I am live, you guys. It is another episode of The Marshall Gillen Show, coming to you live daily, every single morning. That's not true, Monday through Friday. But it's, yeah, it's, a working, it's a working person's show. So you tune us in, you turn us on when you guys need some entertainment, some education, uh, maybe just to unplug and just kind of uh, tune out. But uh, you guys, thank you so much for tuning back in. Again, it is Tuesday, June 9th. We have got a action-packed episode today. We got a first-timer here. First-timer, you guys. I've been promising you guys I was going to connect you to experts in my network, and we're finally doing that. Today's episode, you guys, I have two amazing guest superstars that are going to be coming on our show in the second half of the hour at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. We're going to be bringing on former baseball, professional baseball player turned Reiki healing master. What a freaking turn of events, right? Uh, Gary Kirschke, you guys in the second hour. But here right now in the first hour, I'm going to be connecting you guys with, with literally one of the biggest superstars in my network. And if you guys know anybody in your life, male or female, if you know somebody in your life that Every single time you watch what they're doing, it like it's exemplary. Every single time they, they they take a position or they share it with somebody, it's just from good natured, like good sold people. Like it's any of you that know somebody, you're just like, man, those are one of the coolest. Those are good people. Those are some of the best people I know. That's what our next guest is. And so I'm gonna bring in on best selling author and side hustler turned millionaire, and that's what he's helping other people do now. And so he's launched his show a while ago. He's a best selling author, like I mentioned. And I'm excited for you guys to sit back and tune in. And I want you guys to dive deep and ask any questions you have while I bring him on, because this is the kind of guy that will help you go from where you're at, getting unstuck and stepping into the dreams that will create the reality that you've always wanted. So without further ado, I want to bring on special guest, Tony Waitley. What's going on, brother, man? What's going on, Marshall, man? Good to have What's up, this. Good to have this opportunity to come on your show. It's always good to you're connect. You're sounding there or not. That's what? Yeah, yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear me? Okay, perfect. You were cutting in and out there for a second, but we got you back fully now. Yeah, brother, right. man. Thank you so much. I uh, I had to dig. I had to dig into the annals uh, earlier today uh, before we came on, and I dug this up, man. It was an episode that uh, you and I did in uh, November of 2019 uh, when I was, uh, or that's not true, 2018 uh, when I was lucky enough to come on your podcast. Uh, you you are a podcast host yourself. I mean, how long have you been hosting your podcast? Yeah, it was, I guess, November of 2018 is when I started the show. No way. Yeah. Dang, look at you go now. I'm I'm honored to say I was one of the first then. That's awesome. You're, you're one of the first, man. But you you know what? I always enjoyed your company, and you always brought a lot of value to the people that were listening. And I always enjoyed the, how vulnerable you are when you share your moments and the things that you're really thinking about. And you also are unapologetic about the things that you believe in, which is a great thing. We need more people like that. I appreciate that, Tony. And coming from somebody like you, brother, man, it uh, it really means a lot. And we're going to get into that. I have some questions for you. But before we like ask any questions, like just like, bro, man-to-man content producer, content producer, I have two words for you and I have to know what you think, okay? Joe Rogan, $100 million. It's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous number, $100 million, That's the estimated deal that they made for him to go and be on that channel. And it's amazing because... People for a long time thought podcasts and things like that were kind of a hobby, kind of a joke thing. And we've already seen other cases of people making millions of dollars on back end of revenue and also indirect marketing around building a podcast. But the funny thing is that most people don't realize is I actually was a co-host of a podcast about seven years ago for automotive. 
Okay. And I did like seven episodes with two other co-hosts and I just felt really awkward at that time. I didn't have the public speaking training or the confidence to carry a microphone back then. So I really just kind of started making excuses not to participate, right. end up just leaving that show. Who knows what it could have grown into in the last seven years, but I was a podcaster before it was cool and it was right. actually kind of nerdy and geeky back then. It's interesting because you're, you're, you're absolutely right. Like when podcasting first came out, I mean, just the term podcasting in and of itself, it was like, man, like, oh, oh, like you had a podcast, bro. Like, oh, okay, real cool. Like, do you deal in Bitcoin too? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, know, like, you fast forward all these things and here we are. And I think you make such a great point, Tony. And so the first thing I want to make clear for Gillen Gang and the audience that's tuning in is one thing, if you guys are listening to us on replay on Spotify, hey, thank you so much. If you guys are tuning in uh, on iTunes uh, or whatever, podcast platform you're tuning in on. First off, I just want to say thank you so much. And it's interesting, brother, because I've been making content, as you know, pretty much every day for like four years. However, I was so resistant and scared to actually launch a podcast, launch a show. Now, I want to kind of back up for a second because you said that seven years ago, you you started a podcast around autom uh, automotives. Uh, you're a big car guy. And I have some lightning round questions we're going to ask you at the end of this interview that have to do with cars or any of our car guys out there. Hey, listen, if you are a car person right now, I want to know, what is your favorite car? Or do you have a car question for Tony while he's on? Because although he's good at making people going from broke to millions of dollars when they invest in his communities and his trainings, but he's also just a regular ass dude who really loves cars. So if you guys have car questions, just ask. So let's back up for a second because I, I the reason that I started this show, brother, and really why I started Marshall TV is I'm, I'm leaning in something I'm calling transformational entertainment. Like I don't want to sell anymore. It's just not my thing. I really just like being on video. And so I, I want to be able to make these episodes as transformational as possible. Let's So let's say that somebody's listening to the show right now and they're like, okay, Marshall, I watched you finally take action the last couple of weeks. Like it looks cool, but I'm still not quite sure how you actually make money doing that. And so you started using a little insider jargon there in the beginning. So if you don't mind, can we just break it down a little bit? Let's just use the car thing as an example. Let's say that you didn't start then, but you start now. You love talking about cars. What are some ways that you can monetize it? I mean, we hear that Joe Rogan gets $100 million. How? And then what is the back end thing you're talking about? Perfect question. So most people, I think, especially if you're new to entrepreneurship, you do things with a big rookie mistake. You try to monetize your audience or your client base too soon. And nowadays with social media, we have access to do these live videos or do any virtual events or different things like the podcast. We're able to amplify our voice across thousands, if not millions of people, a lot of times at a really low cost or free when we're using Facebook and Instagram lives and such like that. And the thing is, people get in a hurry to try to make money and they make money as their purpose. But the thing is, is if you go out there and create impact with an audience, you're going to grow the audience, which creates leverage, which is what we call influence marketing or attraction marketing. More people fall in line with your message. They enjoy the content that you're creating. They're starting to see results from the things that they're applying from learning from you. And they're telling their friends and you're not having to do a lot of ad spend by getting your message out there and it starts to grow and it starts to grow and it grows and it's it's very much an exponential growth so it'll, it's going to start out slow i'm going to give you that because yeah most people quit six months in or less and i always tell people that if you're going to do something like this to put yourself out there it's going to be a ghost town for fucking six to 12 months like nobody's going to watch your stuff initially they will okay when you decide, hey, I'm going to go start making videos or putting myself out there or writing a blog or starting a podcast, 
you're going to get some likes for the first two weeks because it's outside of your character. It's outside of your norm. And the people that are in your proximity will be genuinely curious about what you're doing. So they're going to make cool. Anybody that's experienced this, that put themselves out there, held themselves accountable, maybe a fitness contest or a, I'm going to lose 20 pounds in the next three months for, you know, whatever you're putting out there, you initially get support. Everybody sees that and they keep putting out the content and then all of a sudden it kind of drops off. Right. And then people start going, ah, oh, I must suck at this. I must not have any friends. People must hate me. I don't know if I'm cut out for this. I see Marshall and Tony getting all these views and I can say things just like them. And I don't understand why I'm not getting the attention because they're entitled. They yeah. think that they deserve that attention. But here's the thing is most people watch you while they're quietly watching you. They're skeptics because we're so trained to understand that most people quit within the first two months, really, that we're just kind of watching to see how well you do things for the first two or three months. And then maybe six months in, you might throw a like to that person because, hey, they're still showing up every day. They're still determined. They may, they must be serious about this. Wow. 12 months in, they're like, man, this person's like committed. They're showing up for every day. Nobody's even liking their stuff. Like I start to like their message. I'm starting to tell my friends about this person. You got to see that through. But you know what? It's it's the quitter syndrome that most people have. They don't get the result and they want to quit and they want to pivot. They want to do something completely different, but you don't, you don't get to just push pause a lot of times because you lose your momentum. So what I always tell people is just to get in the game and be okay with pivoting in motion, but don't disappear. Go, go dark for a long time. Cause if you go dark, people are like, Hey, I guess he was just another quitter. Right. You're going to have to push the reset button and really start all over again. So Dude, that's that's the main thing is just get yeah. out there and do something and, and be very transparent and keep showing up. I, I mean, listen, if you guys are not dialed into this yet and you got maybe go back and re-listen to that when the episode is over, because we're just starting out of the gate with absolute fire. I think it's absolutely you're so spot on. And I think that so for somebody to stand up and finally say that, you know, and continue to say that and let people know it's like. There is a dip. I, I can't I forget who it talks about, but they, they, that dip they talk about. It's like it's like if if people look at the short term, what's going to happen in entrepreneurship is you start to go up, but then there's this dip. And if you zoom into the graph far enough, all you can see is the up and then the down. But when you zoom out of the graph like this, what happens you see is that you go up. There's a slight dip, and then for the people that stick with it, that's when it goes. And I think that you know for us to start off like that, it, it's amazing. So for me personally, you guys, that's why I. I I, I kept telling myself, oh, I'm not good enough to have a podcast. Who's going to listen? Who's going to watch? After getting literally hundreds of thousands of views organically over the last four years, right? It's like even still, Tony, I was telling myself, oh, I watch Tony. He's got the background. He's got the the uh, the um, microphone and, and, the, and the graphics and the cool. And I'm like, I can't do that. And so finally, dude, I, I got to be honest, like when I finally just did, did what I'm doing now and I started like, I don't even know, 15 days ago, it's been it's like after all these years of hard work and everything I've been through, it's like the last 15 days of my life have been so amazing. And so just like, I can't even explain it. And money has just been rolling in like it never has before. And I'm not even trying anymore. And so that's why I'm excited to have you on here. I want people to understand that Tony, there's for me personally, that I always, there's three things I preach. I'm always like, you have to have the right, you have to be in the right situation in the right rooms with the right mental, so you have to be in the right rooms with the right people who have the right information. So if you're in the right rooms and they have with the right people who have the right information, I've noticed personally that you can go from being a broke ass like bartender to literally being able to do what you want. And so I want to ask you that because we talked about okay, well, why why do people uh, not get started? But let's expand on the first half of that question, which was how then do people get make money? 
And so before we get into this, you guys, I just want to say that Tony, he runs a very successful, but just this amazing free community on Facebook. It's, it's essentially a free coaching group. It's called 365 Driven Entrepreneurs. And so if you guys want more information like this from Tony, this is what he breaks down on a daily basis for absolutely free. If you guys aren't on Facebook, I don't know who you are because you're probably watching this. <laughs> already on there. Why don't you get out of most of the groups that you're in and go be part of something that's actually making a difference and that's actually looking out for you and go join Tony because this is what he talks about every day. Okay. So here I am. I go, all right, bro, I'm in. I got my microphone on the way, bro. I I, I signed up for uh, Captive FM, FM or whatever I'm using. And uh, how do I make money? Money is a result to me, it's not the goal. The goal is you may have a set of goal, a financial goal, but to me, money is the result of the value that you create in this world or the impact that you create in this world. That can be done with products or services or just building the right audience to impact as many people as you can. So as entrepreneurs, we get really creative. I, I, Marshall introduced me as a side hustle millionaire, right? The story backstory of that, to, for those of you who do not know who I am, I created a side business around an automotive community and it grew the largest General Motors performance community on the internet. We had 300,000 registered members, made multiple, multiple six figures profit every single year. And it was a thing that took me about an hour a day to do. Wow. So I sold that company for a couple million dollars about six years into the owning, owning that. And it was always a side business. I've always been an engineer, project management, working in the oil industry. So I got very good at making a lot of money in a short amount of time. And where I'm going with that is you got to understand that time is not equal to money. That's a fallacy that most people learn. I learned that way myself. My, my dad was U.S. Marine, worked in the chemical refineries after the military. My mom worked in the cafeteria of the public school systems her entire career. So I always heard time is money, money is time, time is money. Right. If I needed more money, I had to go trade more of my time. I had to go get a second job or pick up extra shifts mm -hmm. or get a little bit more training. You talked about being a bartender. I was a busser, a waiter, a bartender, a restaurant manager. My first job was McDonald's. So I knew that if I had to get more money, I had to go trade more time. Right. And that's the mentality I grew up with. Honestly, that's how most of middle-class America hears that thing. And we hear that and they repeat this phrase to their friends and then their children, and they don't ever doubt it. Right. They don't ever think that they shouldn't believe it because they heard that since they were knee high from all the people that they saw as authority. So when you start getting an entrepreneurship, you start thinking about, well, I hear about this stuff about people getting paid while they're asleep. I, I hear this stuff about people getting paid while they're on vacation or being anywhere in the world and not having to be physically located at some location with hours posted on the front door. Like how are these people getting paid? Like right. not being anywhere, not being any time. And you start to realize that time is not equal to money. And when you start to understand that, the best case that's right in front of your face, and it might be one of you right now, is that you're an employee. Your employer is making money on your time, not their time, your time. So time is not equal to money to them. It's time equal to money to you, but not to them. So you think about that, being a business owner, if you've got things that are online 24 seven, right. there's people out there Googling your digital product or buying your book on Amazon, you're making thousands of dollars in the background. You and I are having this conversation, I'm making money in the background. I'm not having to clock in somewhere. I'm not having to answer the phone. I'm not having to say yes, sir, to my supervisor. So there's a lot of different things you can do to create money. Now, on the digital world, it's never been easier. I did this all pre-social media. I started that company in 2001, made an exit in 2007. Wow. So understanding that, Facebook didn't even start getting popular until 2008, 2009. I was not running ads. I was having to build things organically by cold outreaching, 
buying magazines, looking at other advertisers. I was building the audience. And then I started thinking like, I need to get an advertising business model. So who else is advertising in this industry? Well, go buy some automotive magazines. There's all these ads in there. Just start cold calling and emailing them and said, hey, we've got this community. We're built around the same kind of genre. We know what magazines charge per month. They want $5,000 for a one page ad. We're going to charge you $150 for a month. And they're like, oh, that's really cheap. What kind of numbers do you have? Well, turns out that our circulation per day is greater than a magazine per month. So you can see how the economies of scales, wow. we shifted advertising. So wow. when I sold that company, there was over 150 advertising accounts. We also made money from live racing and car show events around the country, but this was all built around building community. And that's the, the secret that I have. The, I guess if, if you're going to say what my superpower is, it's building communities. Yeah. 365 driven is just another community I'm building for entrepreneurs because I really only have two passions, Marshall, cars and entrepreneurship. That's the thing I've always, two things I've always loved since I was a kid. Entrepreneurship led to cars, cars led to entrepreneurship. And then like people see all the fancy cars and things yeah. that I own. It's because I created businesses. I didn't go out and waste money. Right. People go out there and waste hundreds of hundreds of thousands of dollars on cars. I made millions of dollars on cars, so I can actually go afford to do things because I created that. So when you understand that when you got to make money, for me, it's about community. If you're going to ask me my advice, build the community first, build the momentum, build the impact, build the movement. And then you want, when you start to get that, that audience, when you start to get the leverage that you're going to need to get to the next level, it's not just you anymore. It's not just Marshall getting the deal. It's not just Tony getting the deal. It's Marshall and his 100,000 people that he's representing or Tony and his 500,000 to a million people that he's going to be representing. You build leverage by influence, by using social media and increasing the value each time and just, just over deliver guys, yeah. you know, just to over deliver, build that audience. That's the leverage that you want on your team. And with that leverage, with that influence, you'll be able to get so many more doors open for you. It's so true. I mean, my gosh, like th there's a ton to unpack there. So I want to try it. Uh, but first, before we do, um, literally, I'm sitting here thinking, I'm listening to you talk. And I'm like, I wish so I wish there was a playbook for this. Like, I wish there was like an actual playbook I could I could open up. And I was like, oh, yeah, right. Duh. Tony actually made one. It's called Side Hustle <laughs> Millionaire, you guys. And it's on Amazon. Uh, you guys can go over there and find it right now. It looks just like that. If you are the type of person who's maybe stuck in a job right now and, uh, or maybe, you know, maybe you don't feel stuck, but you know that you want more, or there's that one thing that you just continually keep losing your attention to, like you're supposed to be doing this over here, but like you keep uh, like wasting time over here. What I would suggest to you is I would suggest you to start asking some better questions so you can have better answers. And we all know that success leaves clues. And so what I want you guys to do is I want you guys to take a look at the people in the world who are having success actually in their jobs as content creators by creating community. And I've put one right here in front of you. His name is Tony Whaley. He runs 365 and he has a book that you guys can go grab on Amazon right now. Okay. Side Hustle Millionaire. If not, uh, not only should you grab that, but you should definitely go join his group. Okay. So there's a whole bunch here. So first off, I love the thing that you said about waiting to monetize your audience. For the listeners that are uh, tuning in or watching live, thank you so much. Again, if you guys aren't subscribed to youtube.com forward slash Marshall Gillen, go do that. We have exclusive content on YouTube only. And so for the people that are listening, I got into entrepreneurship like, well, seven years ago, but really focusing on it like um, three and a half years ago. And Gary Vee told me, well, didn't tell me, right? But he told us on, on video, um, wait. Wait as long as you can to monetize, as long as you possibly can to monetize. And back then I was working a bartending job. It was like 
four days a week, but I was making good money, you know, and so I had the time. And I did. I waited forever. I waited as long as I possibly could to monetize. And then when I when I went, like when I decided to ask for it because I delivered so much value, the money started to roll in. And I think that's what people miss is like they, they have to understand that they want such a direct return. Oh, let me put this out today and get paid today. And so um, I, I, you're the perfect guy to ask for this because you're such a gangster at building community. But for people that are, are stuck and you're right, they're going, well, you know, um, I heard actually, I heard something funny the other day. It said rich get richer and the poor stay broke because they think everything's a scam, which is so <laughs> true, right? <laughs> which is so true. But um, I uh, actually, I wanted to bring up something that Cole had said to me. And I know that you would agree with it, but now I'm blanking on it. So um, I'll just ask you the next question, which is you mentioned momentum. Um, I actually, the very first time I ever met Gary Vee, I got a phone call with him and I asked literally the question I asked him. I said, Gary, when everything's going in the right direction and momentum is building up, what can I do as an entrepreneur to keep that momentum going, even when things start to, to go down? And so you mentioned that is never going dark. The big, one of the biggest things to the beginning of what you did, and I want to get into how gangster it was, how you hustled your way to advertising dollars. But mm -hmm. What do you have to say about momentum when it does start to take that downturn, Tony, and everything's like going right for a second, but you take that downturn. How do you recommend that people do stay motivated or focused on what they're doing, especially in a world like right now when it's freaking crazy out there? You're going to like this answer. I know you will, because in that entrepreneurship group, you mentioned the entrepreneurs, there's about 3,500 members in there. It's free. Join it. Happy to have anybody join. I don't allow motivational memes. You would think, oh, Tony, this is an entrepreneurship group and you don't allow motivational memes. They're so cool, Tony. They make me feel good. They make me feel motivated. They make me want to run through that wall. But I always know that those motivational memes are the entry level bullshit that people think they need to go pursue success. Now, if you feel good because you discovered motivational memes and you think they're going to do something for you, just judge yourself based on the actions you've taken in the last week. Mm. Some people think mm. that sharing a motivational meme is their action and they don't have any result for that action. So why the fuck are people wasting time motivating, you know, sharing motivational memes? I get that they make you feel good. They make yeah. me feel good sometimes, but Mental that's not true action. And how many times have you been scrolling your Facebook feed or Instagram feed and you see somebody post a motivational meme? That's not even their own words. And you know that individual and you go, that motherfucker doesn't do shit. He hasn't no. done, if he would just live to the fucking example of the things he's posting, his life would be completely different. And you're like, ah, I'm yeah. guessing that his sharing of that motivational meme is his action. Like, I feel good today because yeah. I, I shared my motivational meme. Yeah. I don't allow well, it's my group. funny because with Facebook memories, I pop up Facebook memories. And now, I mean, my account's 11 years old now, but I've been doing this online full time for four yeah. years. And so the, I'll go back to things like uh, not to call anybody out, make anybody feel bad, but real talk at like, uh, four years ago, three years ago, it's the same people that are showing up getting the same free stuff that I see on my timeline doing the same shit today. And I'm not, again, I'm not judging them, but they haven't taken any action. They haven't figured it out yet. Right. They're, they're at a different place in entrepreneurship or influence. And that's why I think motivational memes are entry level. It's kind of like the gateway drug to personal development. So if that's what's required to get you in, that's fine. But at some point you need to realize like sharing and reading motivational memes is not going to create any results. So what do you do with those things is basically 
you got to realize that successful people do not require motivation. Right. And that sounds really weird because most people who want success or want perceived success, they think that they need this motivation and they go out looking around on the internet and in books and they're reading all these different things because they're looking for sources of those endorphins and that motivation, right? But then they don't take any action. They don't apply anything they learn or they read. So they don't get the results. And then they start actually hanging around successful people Yes. And you're a fit guy. I'm a fit guy. We go to the gym. We put it. How many times, Marshall, how often do you really feel like going to the gym? Well, the older I get now going into my 36th year, a lot less than I have ever used to. I mean, like I more days I don't want to go than I do. Exactly. I would say less than half. Yes. I go to the gym six days a week and I say less than half of those times. I don't feel like going. Yeah. But then I go, you know what, Tony, you're just being a bitch. Yeah. You need to get, you want the results, don't you, Tony? Yeah, I want the results. Tony, have you ever left the gym regretting having gone? No, no I never have. Not, not even since I was 15 and I started working out. I've never left the gym a single time going, man, I wish I would not have worked out today. Right. So now I think about that. So when I'm feeling like a lazy bitch and I have the time to go and I don't go, I go, well, I know that every time I leave, I never regret it. And I know that every time I do this for enough times, I get the results that I want. So therefore I'm driven by results. Right. That's the key guys. Yeah. Successful people are driven by the results and they will fucking work tirelessly and work extra hard and put in like the blood, sweat and tears to get the result. They don't need the motivation. Yeah. Now, some people will go, well, Tony, wasn't the result of motivation? No, because to me, motivation means like, oh, I feel so great. Oh yeah. I, I can't wait to go do this. I'm just jazzed up. Yeah. No. You don't have that half the time. I would say most of the time you don't have that because you're so focused on the results and you're going to go through pain. You're going to go through struggle and it's going to suck, but you're so focused on the results. That's not motivation. That's yeah. being dr just driven by results, really. 100%. And I, I, I just, I mean, thank you so much for sharing that. You, you broke it down so beautifully, but you're absolutely right. You know, and this is the one thing I preach and I know that you'll 100% agree. I mean, I would say the power of association is probably the most powerful thing that really, really helped me. And we're going to get into that in the second half of this hour. But the first thing is, is you got to have a clear plan. And it's like the number of people that can tell you exactly what they don't want in life is everybody. But when you ask them, well, okay, bro, I know you don't want that. And that I'm like, what do you want? And they're like, well, I don't know, but I just, I'm, I'm tired of being broke and having to be so hard. Well, what do you want? I don't know, man. I can't, who's got time. And so it's like, when you talk about, you know, uh, about this, well, I always tell people, man, first you got to know the, the game plan. You got to know the blueprint. You got to know the result. And so for those of you guys who are tuning in and listening, I've been talking about this for weeks now, Tony. I'm like, yeah, not every day I feel like going on live and making a two-hour live streaming show that I know I have to put ads in behind just to get 5,000 views on. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, it gets hard to show up every day. But I'm like, dude, I look at Joe Rogan. I look at Barstool Sports, who is just valued at uh, $450 million right now for somebody that started. And I'm, and I'm listening to you talk about, oh, bro, we wanted to start an online thing. So we just went to, we just went and found a bunch of magazines and reverse engineered. We copied, we modeled success. And we just went and asked these people. And then you guys built a platform. And so for those people who are listening or watching, the reason I'm uh, hammering home on this part of it is because you guys, there's never, ever, ever, ever been a time better ever in the world for you to create a platform. I'm not talking about necessarily a coaching program. Um, and uh, Tony's group works perfect for him. It doesn't work right for me because of my ADHD. I've got too many moving parts. 
But to create something like a TV show or a radio program or a magazine, like you see me, the launch of Marshall TV with Marshall Radio, and it's it's me putting programming of all kinds on. And like we have three shows streaming here, two of which aren't even with me. And so, um, Tony, you, you talk about the advertising part of it and hustling your way to, to this show. Uh, we're going to take a quick a commercial break here. But when we come back, I want to ask you. I want to know if you have regrets from letting that go. So I'm going to let you prepare for the answer. If you have regrets for letting that go, what what you would do if you were still running it and how much money there really is in advertising and marketing when you build the platform for them to come. You guys, if you're tuning into us live, thank you so much. Make sure to leave some questions below. If you guys are listening to us on podcast format, you guys, I love you. Leave us a review if you think this is any good. And uh, when we come back, we're going to get some more answers from Tony. Bro, thank you so much for being here. We'll be right back at the turn of this half hour, guys. Sit tight. Stay tuned, grab some coffee. guys welcome back to the second half of the first hour of the marshall gillen show we are streaming to you guys live daily monday through friday 9 a.m to 11 a.m i am here with a gangster entrepreneur he's been delivering that hot fire spitting a hot fire you guys tony waitley in the house uh, and dude the first half was excellent but uh, i want to get into this thing that we were talking about which is expanding on you said you started a platform before it was even cool and and you call the platform we're kind of talking some insider lingo uh podcast but what you did is basically you created a, a, a something that was going to get a whole bunch of people's attention. And yeah. so your job just became to go out and get everybody's attention that loved cars. 
And so can you maybe expand a little bit now? It's like, okay, cool. I know that money is a product of how I show up. I know that money is a product of getting value for my time. I understand that there's a, a time right now to produce a show or a podcast and really start to become an entrepreneur from that. So let's just dive into that. First off is how did you... Where did you guys even come up with the idea? I mean, maybe it's just common sense. You guys are back then and there's not a lot to model. So how are you guys deciding to come up with this platform? And then when were you like, oh, I know, we'll go out and hack every, we'll go out and before hacking was the thing, we'll go out and hack everybody's magazines. Where did that come from? Dude, this is a great story. You're, you're going to love the competitive vibe of this. Most businesses out there are really just a better version of something that already exists. Most people think that well, they overthink too much. They think that they got to be super creative. They got to be an inventor. They got to do things to go create that next business. But the simple idea is that me and my business partner were members of another community that was being mismanaged. And sometimes we would log into that community and it would be disappeared. Like the entire thing would be gone. And then the next day we'd come back and we'd log in and then all the stuff that we had created, we were writing all the how-to articles, creating videos and photos and doing things and event coverage and it would all be disappeared and it would just be deleted. What do you mean and so mean? after this happened a few times, we finally approached the owner and we said, hey, we're your most active supporting members here. We're creating this content for free. Shouldn't you basically like just take care of the stuff that we'd be a better steward for the information we're providing? And instead of taking constructive feedback from somebody that was actually supporting his community and running most of the Houston network, he said, if you think you could do a better job, you should go start your own website. Oh, snap. So I was like, well, I can I can code HTML and I can do Photoshop and graphic design. I'd already been side hustling as an engineer, building websites, rudimentary websites. And partner of mine was a recruiter. He owned a recruiting agency. So he was good at getting on the phone and cold calling people. So he's like, hey, do you think you could build a website? And I was like, yeah. And the thing is, Marcel, this never even crossed our mind until that guy challenged us. And you right. don't challenge people like myself and John, my partner. And we're like, we can figure this out. We can read books. We can do these kind of things. Well, if that guy can do it, we can do this, you know? So basically that's what we did. We created a better version and then we didn't treat it like a hobby. We knew that the guy was making money, but he wasn't paying a server bill. He was pocketing all the money and just doing stupid stuff with it and not taking care of his business, which was creating his only income. That was his only job, okay? So we said, you know, we're going to create this business and we're just going to do things better. We're going to make the servers always faster. We're going to give the free customers, which I'm telling you about, the users that use their site, just like Facebook, we're users. They have to provide us a good experience by maintaining the site speed. It has to be really debugged. A lot of things need to be functioned properly or the free people that are not paying anything complain, right? right. So we treat even the people that are free users, just like you're treating the people that watch this show for free or me treating my listeners on my podcast, over 50,000 downloads now, I'm, they're getting wow. free value, okay? Wow. So when you understand that I'm treating them like a customer, even though they're not paying me, that's important because that's how you build community. That's how build, you build your influence. That's how you build your reach. And now when you have that reach is what we talked about earlier. You get the audience, you get more leverage, and now you can bring in advertising structure because now you've got eyeballs showing up and they're getting value from what you're doing and then they're not gonna like, revolt because you start running ads or telling them about your events or selling a book here and there. And the thing is most people put the money in front of that. They don't put in the work to build that. So 
for the car community, man, it was just about doing something better than what had already existed. And we knew all the flaws and there's, that's a benefit of also procrastinating sometimes is you get to observe what other people do wrong and right. you get to improve those things and make them better. Yeah. So don't always think that being first to market is actually a victory. Most of the successful businesses out there were actually not first to market. Yeah. It's interesting you say that. And, uh, I don't, I don't want to hear that because it reinforces my own procrastination in everything that I do, which is terrible, Marshall. Mm -hmm. But um, it, it's really, really cool when you break it down like that uh, because it's literally, you guys, that's all it is. He's saying that he went out, he he start, kept learning about things he was passionate about, and then he simply just started sharing them. And then when the person that used to hold the gate, the, the key to the, the, go into the platform he wanted to share on, they're like, no, go start your own shit. So Tony and his partner are just like, yo, you guys, we're going to go over here and do our own thing. They start doing their own thing. And we talk about this, Tony, and you're a, a, an incredible speaker, so you know it all. You know it well. But we talk about us versus them and NLP and our languaging. And so it's, it's just, it's, it's just a, another microcosm of that. It's us versus them. They kicked us out. My thing is like, okay, I don't want to be part of this industry. I'm going to come here. It's us versus them. It's a very powerful community builder if it's aligned and if you're not like, you know, being the D-bag, it's really for good, but it's still very powerful uh, to make people come together. So Tony, he goes, he makes his own platform with his partner. They get a bunch of attention. Now people are coming to them and going, yo, bro, we noticed that you have a, a, a five or 300,000 car users that, that look here every day or every month. Um, we want to put one of our products or services right there. Is that cool? Tony's like, yeah, yeah, no problem. And because he built the whole entire thing on goodwill and never asked them for anything other than to just bet on themselves or to show up for themselves, now they have, they're indebted to him. This is a, this is a, a, a law of reciprocation, right? Where it's like when somebody gives to you, like, like one of my mentors tells me all the time, bro, he's like, I want to give you so much that you feel guilty to buy into me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and you know, I, I run a little 90 second advertisement to Marshall Palooza, which is going to be incredible, mm -hmm. but that's it. And then I'm just back here doing this thing with you. And so I want to ask you now, you know, looking back on that, is it, is it anything that you do regret? Do you wish that you had held on to that community or do you, did it have to happen like this for you to be where you're at today? No, we had no regrets because we sold it in 2007 and we all know what happened in 2008, 2009. We had the re re recession. We were already starting to see the plateau. Re we didn't reach the peak yet, but we started to see the plateau just in our financial numbers. My partner and I both wanted to cash out and go do things that are different, kind of move away from that market. Although we loved the community and it was our baby, the hardest part was just getting over that someone else may get to control and change things. And they did change things. They started putting Google ads and deteriorating the experience from the user, which we would have never done. Right. Even though we could have made an extra $200,000 a year profit from Google ads, sure. we never put those on there because it was two reasons, because we had two customer bases. We had the users, which were the free users, just like Facebook users. And then we had the advertisers. We had 150 advertisers to protect the integrity of. So if we started running Google ads on our website, it would have combated against the direct advertisers that were putting their logo on our page to pay us because Google places whatever ads they want on your website. You don't get to pick what they show. You're embedding links and then they put whatever the ad they want to put on your website. So yeah, we sacrificed $200,000 of your profit to take care of our actual customers that we had built relationships with and then the users to keep their experience because they didn't like all these little embedded links and their posts and stuff like that. It's super annoying and pop-ups and when you hover over things like it annoys the user experience. 
So when you start treating people like the customers that they are, you start to get results and you start to run things like a professional organization. There's a, been a lot of forums out there, guys. Millions of, there's, there's probably been 50 other forums that were in the exact same niche target demographic as the one I created. We had the number one in the world. We didn't start number one. The one we were on was number one and there was probably three other ones in between, but we basically started at the very bottom. It came number one within a year. Wow. And it's because the other people, this is a good one about side hustle. We talk about side hustle. People hear side hustle and side business, and they think that that means side money. They think that means side money. They think, okay, I've got this job. I'm going to go create a side business to create side money or spending money or part-time business or part-time money. But I want to really explain something to the listeners here. For a period of 10 years, my side businesses, which I define as the minimal time requirement because time is valuable more than money. The one that takes the least amount of time is my side business, okay? Mm -hmm. I was earning far more on my side businesses than my engineering career, which at that time was earning between 150 to 200,000 a year. Wow. I was making more on a part-time business, online business. You talked about traffic. I wanna to touch on that as well. Like, how do you get advertisers? How do you do these kind of things? I want to put some numbers into your listeners or your viewers' minds so they can get a better idea of digital versus brick and mortar physical location businesses. Okay, I'm, bro, let's go. I got my pen. This, go. this is this is the thing that most people don't understand. I grew up thinking that you had to be rich to become a business owner. I thought that that was a necessity that I was going to have to be rich to even own a business. Never had a thought in my mind that I was going to be able to start a business because that's just the way I grew up. Right. And I always thought that if you owned a business, it was just like the small town I grew up in outside of Houston, that you had to go buy a building or rent a building on Main Street in your small town. And you had to put your name on the window and you had to sell some kind of products or service. That's what I always thought a business was. And then I discovered the Internet in 1996 and I launched my first online business in 1998. And I started realizing that, wow, the entire world could be my customer base, not just my zip code. And then this was all pre-smartphones. Like we didn't even have the internet on our phones at that time, right? So you start growing things out and things start to take off and you start to realize like, why are so many people so focused on trying to build something local when the entire world, right. literally the entire world can be your customer base. The more people you impact, the more potential you can scale and make a lot more money. So I started thinking about that kind of stuff. And then here's a perspective. My website at the peak when I sold it, it's gone, it grew since I've sold it. But when I sold it, had over 100,000 unique visitors per day. 100,000 unique visitors per day because we can That's monitor the IP cool. logs and we can see who's logging in. We had a 70% login rate. So 70,000 70, people logged in every day, like unique users. So think about if you had a little mom and pop or storefront on Main Street. Do you really think that you're going to get 70,000 customers walk in that door in one day? Even the Apple store at the busiest mall in the world won't even come close to that. Right. So when you start thinking about those kind of numbers, what is that worth to a marketing agency or an advertising agency that knows that you're getting that kind of hits? Why do you think the news media puts all these shocking headlines out there and all these videos that enrage you and feel, make you feel emotional or angry about all the things that were going on. Because when you go look at their website that somebody shared, there's a dozen ads that are paying them for your eyeballs, your attention. So you can use that same process. I was doing things a lot like Facebook. When you think about it for forums, it was all about getting attention to come to the website by creating value that they enjoyed being there. They got to hang out with their friends. This sounds familiar, right? And then we start putting ads on the side because we're getting the attention. Guys, we were doing the exact same thing Facebook and Instagram are doing before they even existed. 
Yeah, that's wild, man. I mean, just the insight of that is why you've had so much success. I mean, uh, Seth Godin talks about it in, uh, I think it's Purple Cow, talking about uh, innovators and stuff, which is, by the way, you guys, if you're moving into business, if you are a part of the Gillen gang, that's like, yo, entrepreneurship might be a thing for me. Uh, Purple Cow is another great book. Uh, we talked about uh, Tony's book, Side Hustle Millionaire. You guys can go grab that on Amazon. And we've also been talking about uh, the free community that he runs and the free podcast. You guys can also subscribe to that, I'm assuming, on all plat podcast platforms uh, uh, right now. So the number one thing I'm telling you guys, though, is one is go join this group today. And then make sure you grab that book on Amazon because that's the start. That's how you get started. Now, uh, one of our listeners and uh, definitely a big friend of the show, Lauren, asked, uh, stuck in that employee mindset, but wife of the owner of an HVAC company where I work. If my dream is something else, what are the initial steps to take? I clearly have a lot of skin in this current job. Now, it's interesting she asked that, Tony, because again, we touched on power of association. And you've literally, basically, you've answered all the, you've everything that she wants to know, you've already, we've already answered on this episode. It's been wrapped up in a lot, but it's like, yo, get clear on what you wanna do, and then take action on it, even though you're scared, and then, uh, the last part, and actually kind of the first part, I think, is the power of association, which is to find the people that are having success doing that. Now, I say all of this because that's literally what you have set up for people. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to recommend, Lauren, that you get into Tony's group. But I want to expand on this for the people that don't quite understand what the power of association means. So it's like this. Over top of Tony's left shoulder there, his left shoulder, there's a little, there's a little A. There's a black frame. There's a little A above that. It says says, well, it's a symbol for a, a mastermind called Arate. So Maybe uh, share some a little bit, Tony, your experience with the power of association, just briefly what Arate is and why even at your level of success now, you still joined the power, you still joined up the Arate for the power of association. Share with yeah. that. That's, that's a great question. And you know, the thing is, is that a lot of people think they can do things on their own. And one of the tips I'll give you from people who are average and people who are successful, there's a distinct difference of where they approach challenges. So an average person, and I was that average person, I was not successful. We're all start to say, so this is the kind of mindset you need to be aware of that we can break from. So average people, when presented with some kind of a challenge, they think about how can I do that? How can I fix this? Right. How can I do this? How, it's all, it's all internal self-focused. How do I do, how do I, how do I do this? How, you know, you're always thinking about how you're going to figure it out. Successful people, when they're presented with a challenge, they know their first response is, who do I know that can solve this problem? Or who do I know that can teach me how to solve this problem? Or who do I know that can pay to make this problem go away? So there's a how I or who can. So we think about things as like, who do we know that can get us to the next level? When you start to realize that like, time is more valuable than money because time is, is basically going to expire. We're all dying. We're all gonna die. And when you start to realize that time is valuable, you're gonna start to realize this as you get older. You're going to have some life experiences. You're going to realize that that clock is ticking. You're going to have friends and family start to pass away that haven't accomplished their own dreams. And you're going to feel sad for them. You're going to be like, man, I wish they would have done more. I wish I could have seen them do more. But dude, you have to get out of that mindset of just thinking about like, how do I like, so, so you go join these groups or you hire a coach like myself or Marshall, and you think about well, who can expedite or accelerate my results. So the logo he's talking about is Arate Syndicate. My mentors for the last year have been Ed Milet and Andy Frizzella. There's about 100 people that started in the group. I think we finished it with around 80 people because people do drop off just like 80-20 rule. There's that number again just popping up, right? And you start to realize that 
in order to get ahead, you need to go put yourself in the situations of being around people that know more than you have done more than you, that you would like to achieve things that they have and just pay them to learn guys, because the problem that you're wasting time on, I guarantee so many of you that are watching this, you got these little problems, which we call 10 to $15 an hour problems. And you're going to go tiddly wink and waste weeks or months trying to figure out something that you could go pay somebody 10 to $15 an hour just to get rid of and take care of that problem. Because your entire goal as an entrepreneur and even someone that's in personal development is to be getting to bigger challenges. Right. You need to be moving faster to get towards bigger problems because bigger problems, bigger rewards, actually a lot more fun when things get more complicated as well. So I'm the kind of person, I'm a daredevil. If you were to ask me like, who you are, who are you, Tony? I'm a daredevil, adrenaline junkie, like, like I just like to, I wanted to be a stunt man and just do all kinds of crazy things. And I probably should have died a hundred thousand times. I'd like to race cars over 200 miles per hour. So that's who I am. And I just go get things done and I don't hesitate. And I want to get things off my plate. I like to keep a clean desk and just get things done, just execute. So you got to be able to have that kind of a mindset and you're not going to get that just reading books and kind of hanging around with people who are aspiring to be average, yeah. love people to death, but some people hold you back. Some people see the potential within you that you may not even see yourself. And the real friends will challenge you and go, Hey man, you could be doing better. Hey, you know what? I think you could, I could see you doing this or why aren't you doing this? Like those are the people that you need to be around. So if you got to go pay to join a group like Arte Syndicate or join my 365 driven society, there's a lot of groups that are available that are going to challenge you and push you and hold you accountable. And that's when the results actually happen. And if people are wondering where you get confidence, it's because of the results that you create. If you don't have any results, you're not going to be very confident. So you got to go take those steps, be around the right people, guys. It's huge, huge, huge. Even the guys at the highest levels have mentors. Ed Milet and Andy Frazella both still have mentors, guys. And they're, you know, Ed's 400 million net worth. Andy's got a company that's 300 million revenue a year. Like they're doing pretty good but they still have mentors. So don't think that you're too good to have one. I, and I think that's perfectly said, man. I mean, I mean, you brilliantly unpack that and that that's it. That's the power of association. You guys, how we talk about on the show, we same thing. We call collapsing time, right? How do we collapse time? If I can learn everything in the collapse and the, the amount of time it takes to be able to download that information, I can have success quicker. And plus it's like, why wouldn't you want to do life and business with people who are just like you? And so for anybody who's thinking about joining the community, it's just like that. So let's say uh, for Lauren, she asked specifically, how do I have more help? Well, we laid it out here for you, Lauren. And if you want to get some free help, you should definitely get Tony's book. You should definitely join the free group. However, some of you are like, okay, Marshall, I've been, I've taken all of the information I can find and I, for better or worse, just cannot piece it all together on my own. Or you know what? I've been able to figure out how to piece it together on my own, but I just can't stay accountable to continue to take the actions. And I don't really know how to put it all. I don't know exactly how to do it. So for all of you that would need that extra bump, Lauren, again, it comes from linking up with people who are having success doing what you want to do. Tony, by all measures, is successful and wealthy and, and creating has created and continuing to grow in, in a world-class community. And even he has paid what to most of you would be a, a sickening amount of money. He's paid for friends. That's how broke people look at it. It's, it's, it's a six-figure investment for yeah. most people like to understand. Like it's not... It's not paying $30 a month type thing. It's, it's a, it's a hundred thousand plus a year when you do all the things that are required. hundred percent. And so people go, well, but how do you get that money back? Because when you pay a hundred thousand dollars or more to be in a room with other people who have also paid a hundred thousand dollars or more, it's the proof of commitment. Ed and Andy, they go out and they vet everything. So yeah. the, what Andy and Ed are saying is, Hey, Tony, if you trust me, 
to curate the best experience for you for the year, to have the most fun, the most growth, and to put you in position to have the most uh, money made through partnerships, then give me $100,000 and I'll make it happen before the year. And for entrepreneurs like Tony, I've been talking about that's that simple. The reason I host Marshall Palooza is because after all the time that I have invested, money and energy I've invested into myself, literally just being around me for a week will transform your life. So Lauren, directly, how do you change your life? Well, look, you may not have $100,000 to go uh, to Arate. You may not have you know, $5,000 to come to Marshall Palooza. However, I bet you that each and every one of you has at least $30 a month that you can commit to making yourself better right now. And I don't put people on my platform that I don't 100% believe in. And so a lot of you, are, like Lauren specifically, you're asking, Marshall, how do I take that next step? This is how you take the next step. I love that Tony said, hire me, hire me or hire Marshall. You guys can't hire me. I don't coach anymore. I do this. This is what I do. If you guys want to come to Marshall Plus or buy some merch, I'm your guy, okay? You guys need help coaching. You guys need to be in the community. If you want to know how this whole thing works, you go to 365society.com and you guys, is it 365 or 365 Driven? 365driven.com is my website. Okay, but this is the right one for the uh, 365. Yeah, that's the group. That's the, the dollar a day group. There's about 160 entrepreneurs in there. We do challenges. We push each other. We hold each other accountable. We learn new things. I do live podcast interviews for my guests for my main show. And I bring in guests like Ed Milet and stuff like that to do Q&A with my private group. So cool stuff, but you got to be around the right people. But I'll, can I give an answer to Lauren Please. real quick on that one? Please. So Lauren, you're asking, because I know that you're working with your husband's company and I get that that's a family business. And that's that's a thing that most people, it's, it's hard to walk away from that. But here's the answer to you. My wife and I, we both work at home. She's a realtor. She works in the next bedroom over and I've got an office here. So we have two different companies and that's okay. You don't have to always think that you need to work for the same company, but in order to get to do what you want to do, you need to be able to write the processes and systems down that you can train somebody else to be able to do that. And then maybe you can hire somebody else and then train them to take the role that you have, which will free you up to go do the things that you need to do. So don't think it's a disloyal or anything like that. It's just like, you need to go pursue the things you want to do because the worst thing you can do is be on your deathbed when you're 85 years old and regret not having done the things that you would like to do. So don't end up that way. You actually have the, these choices to make, but if you, you know, some people are thinking, well, you know, we can't afford to hire anybody. Well, when you can't afford to hire anybody, the answer is that you're not making enough sales. So the problem there is to go get more sales, go do what it can to create more revenue for the company to be able to afford somebody. So go focus on that problem, do some more marketing, get more creative, maybe do videos to get the business growing, learn how to scale the company to be able to afford the person to replace you. And then boom, you can go do what you want to do. That's I, I have such a big smile on my face because my network is so freaking awesome. I just can't even believe it. Uh, it's a perfect answer. And, and there you go. Coming from a married man who is building a business simultaneously while his wife builds one in the next bedroom. Um, I don't know why, but when I think of you and your wife, I always think of the bill use. Like, I, I just, I don't know why. Like, when I think of you and your wife, I, the bill use always come to mind. So, Thank you. Kind of like the same space that you guys hold. Or maybe I should say, when I think of the bill use, the wait least come to mind. Maybe that's what we're, 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 we're both pretty alpha. So, we're, yeah. we're both just go get things done. I love that, man. Yeah. I love that. Well, we only have a few, like, a lot of, about, about, about a minute or two left. I want to be respectful of your time. I told you you'd be out of here by hand. I know you got big things to do. But I want to answer, I'd ask you just a couple quick questions that I have. Okay. Let's go. So I'm curious, what is the, what is your favorite car that you've ever, dri ever driven? 
Ever, I would say that my favorite car is a 1969 Camaro because that's my touchstone. My very first car in high school was a 1969 Camaro that my dad and I bought for 1400 bucks. And I put every dollar I made from McDonald's and mowing yards into that car. And I had to sell it to pay for college. So wow. now I've built several since then. I've been on covers of magazines. I still have a 1969 Camaro out there. So although I've got a bunch of different cars and I've got a couple Dodge Vipers and things like that, the 1969 Camaro will always be my favorite car. I love it. What's the fastest you've ever driven in a car? Probably about 225 miles per hour. Are you scared? It's a good adrenaline rush, but I wouldn't say scared is a good way to describe it. Rush. What's the worst you've ever been hurt in a car accident? I've only had one major accident and I was actually no injuries. I hit a concrete wall at 130 miles per hour when I was racing. And that's actually the story that made me get into 365 driven that people see me doing today is because I realized in that moment I could have died. And I actually muttered to myself when I was approaching that wall, cause I was out of my control at that point. I remember muttering to myself, well, here I go. Wow. And the thing is I thought I was going to die in that moment. And then surviving that and going through the whole mortality, understanding that I could have just died in that moment. It made me really start to think about, am I wasting my life? Am I doing everything possible? And that's what really got me to start putting myself on camera and teaching other people because I was only benefiting my close friends. I was only teaching people I knew because I was scared to get on camera. I was scared to stand on stage. Wow. I didn't need to do that because I had a comfortable lifestyle, but I had all these convenient excuses like I have a family, I got a kid, I got a business, I got a career. I don't need to do all that kind of stuff. But what it was really doing is it was creating excuses for me not doing the things I could have been doing to help as many people as possible. Wow. So after that accident, I started thinking about, you know what, I need to go do things that I need to be creating some impact in this world. I love that. I love that. Two more. I'm glad it turned out that way, but I got two questions left for you. Who has the best car in Arate? Oh man, I would say Andy Frizzella is the car dude of Arate. He's got a crazy collection of Lamborghinis and Ferraris and classics, and he does them high level builds. I mean, most people, the thing is like, we, I like classic cars and I like modern performance cars, but most people don't know the difference in values of those cars and the build quality that goes into them. They're really rolling artwork at some of these classic restorations. It's not unusual to see a classic car like the ones I build that are $200,000 and they cost as much as a Lamborghini and people just see as an old Camaro. But that's the kind of cars that he has. And he and I, he's actually been on my podcast and we talked about cars the entire episode, which is pretty awesome. That's amazing. Getting to sit down and talk about your passion with one of your mentors. That's awesome. The last question is, man, uh, big one. Who do you think is the best driver in RK Syndicate? Oh, man. If you had a race, you think you, you think you, oh, that's you, me. That's you, me. I'm, I'm the only one that's really been competitive racing inside yeah. that entire group. And there's a few car guys that we like cars, but I've done the drag strip. I've written for magazines. I've done the how to articles. I've, yeah. I've got the videos to prove all of this stuff. Okay. So I, I would out lap and out drag race anybody, especially with a manual challenge, it, challenge it up. Come on. Hey, hey, you guys heard it here first. Basically what Tony just said is he can definitely beat Cole Hatter in a race. Oh, and yeah. Sorry, Cole. Love you to death, but I'm, I'm going to outdrive you, brother. I love it. Tony, I'm going to let you go, man. Seriously, this has been great. And I just got to say, um, professionally, just like it's been such a long time since I've got to go back and forth and exchange with an experienced speaker and somebody that knows just how to keep the pace. And not that it's better than worse than anything I've ever done or with anybody else, but it's just a treat to be able to go back and forth with that. And uh, I just thank you so much for always taking your time. You guys know where to find them. We've been talking about it for the last hour. 365society.com if you guys want more specialized help, be in the right rooms, the right people who have the right information. That's where you go get it. Tony, thank you so much. I really appreciate you, bro. Awesome, man. Cheers.
Cool, you guys. We're going to take one last quick short commercial break. And when we come back, I'm going to come back with our next special guest. You guys, we have Gary Kirsky coming on, one of my favorite human beings that there is. Literally the very, very first interview that the Marshall Gillen Show ever did uh, a few months ago. Literally went from ang angry, lost professional baseball player to now being a Reiki healing master, helping people heal literally from the inside out to a lot of you. It may sound woo-woo, but now you guys got real athletes and alpha males who are standing up here, changing their ways in 2020 and beyond. And Gary Kirschke is leading the charge. So when we come back from this break, I'm going to share with you, like I said, some information that you may not know, but you're definitely going to want to, because when you realize how simple it is to literally start to change your body, your mind, your soul at a molecular level, at a quantum level, you're going to wonder why in the hell you haven't been doing it this whole time. I'll see you guys after the break. For those people who are getting ready and they know they have a big story or message to share, I want tonight to be the start of the waking for you guys, alright? It's your boy, Marshall, live, and I am live. We are back in the second half of the Marshall Gillen Show. It is Tuesday, June 9th. We just got done with a fire freaking episode uh, segment with Tony Waitley, the side hustle millionaire. We're going to shift gears because not only do I want to help you guys make more money, 
but I want to help you guys feel better. And how else do you feel better besides having better energy? And so I've brought essentially energy expert, healing master, Reiki, uh, newly Reiki master, Gary Kirschke on. Gary, what's going on, my man? Thank you so much for tuning in today, bro. Man, thank you very much for having me. I'm pretty stoked. Um, I know a few months ago you asked me to come on and I got sick at the time. And you know, two months later, you asked me to come on. I'm taking this opportunity to jump on with you. I love being a, being a, being your first guest and this is awesome to join you once again. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, hundred percent, dude. For me, I, when it comes to booking my guests, it's, I'm terrible at it because I don't plan anything far out enough. And so I'm like, I'm just always like plan day to day. And so if I had a better plan, it wouldn't have taken me so long to circle back to you. But um, yeah, actually you're just thinking now that I'm talking to you about that and I'm listening to what Tony just said in the first half, like, why don't I have somebody that's reaching out for me and booking podcast guests or trying to get people on the show? And then in return, I can just, like, I don't know, coach them or something. Like, dude, look at, you're already creating and holding a space for me to freaking get better, which is literally what Gary, Gary Kirschke does. So bro, like I haven't talked to you in a while, dude. Like I just want to have a conversation with you, but real talk, like what's going on, man? Like where, where, where are you at in this journey? that you started, which seems like, like a week ago. I mean, it's been months now, but like it's accelerated so quickly. So what are you up to right now? Yeah. The first time you had me on was, um, was it January sometime? Yeah. Ways back. Yeah. So we're looking at, uh, six months. So a lot's taken place. Um, I've, you know, went from, you know, just being a certified usually Reiki master to becoming a master in, seven other Reiki modalities. Wow. Um, I started a, a new energy modality. Uh, it's called Vibralite. You know, Reiki okay. is from Vibralite. Okay. Um, you know, Reiki is channeled from the, gal uh, from the, from the universe. Vibralite is channeled from the galaxies. So it's a different, it's a different energy healing modality. Uh, it gets a little deeper. Um, but yeah, it, it's been quite fascinating. And I've also been enrolled in a Dr. Joe Vitale's um, belief clearing practitioner course. That's rad. And then I also started another uh, course um, as a subconscious release technique pra practitioner. So not only do I want to start, uh, not only am I healing um, the soul, the mind, the body, but also releasing those subconscious thoughts Dude. and traumas. I dig that and I'm dialed into it. So you know that I know what's going on. So there's a few things right off the beginning. Uh, for those of who are just tuning in and listening, we're going to be talking about energy. Okay. Now, uh, for those of you who, you know, understand energy, you're going to be really into this. For those of you who don't, I'm telling you, you're going to want to sit back and, and listen because we're going to be uncovering some stuff for you that's going to help you make sense of what uh, weird guys like Gary and I are talking about right now. And so he mentioned something very interesting. And to me, it makes sense. You go, um, you know, Reiki is by using healing light of the universe. And uh, the, what's the new one called? Vibralite. Vibralite is using light from the galaxy. Now, right there, if you don't know anything about energy or quantum physics or how we're made up as people in, in this reality, um, you're probably like, all right, I'm done with this. But you guys have got to understand that physical, physical matter is, is only an expression of light. Not that I'm trying to say that we're a video game, but this is all a hologram. And so what Gary is saying is that he is, he's, he's trained himself from people who have passed down modalities from thousands and thousands of years 
on how to essentially uh, use the light, bend the light to be able to do different things. And so when you can train your mind to not only live here in this third dimensional reality, but also on a quantum realm, we're talking a whole different ballgame. So I want to back up for a second before we get into this, because that's where we're at. But I didn't start there. So how do you, how, how, what, how, do you remember the first time you ever heard anybody talk? Now I know the first time that you went um, with your girlfriend at the time who, who did Reiki to you, but before that, what were your thoughts when you heard somebody talking about light and energy? Like, what would you be thinking back then? The old Gary from way back in the day. I would be thinking like, what the hell are these people talking about? I, it was never, I never even heard those terms reiki or energy healing um before i was even introduced to it so i probably think it's some you know woohoo stuff so how do you how do you now as a professional who's actually helping heal people and now that you're getting into the belief clearing which for any of our listeners who don't understand i talk about subconscious programming all of the time every single episode basically all the episode i tell you guys where anger comes from where rage comes from what's going on out, out in society and how you can change that by changing the subconscious programming a lot of us can't do that we just don't know how to it's hard you guys it's it's not easy it's almost impossible it's why 99% of people don't do it what gary has become certified and trained as an expert to do is to use is to channel energy for healing purposes that's reiki and that's fucking amazing and we're talking amazing he can do uh, he can send energy so he can do distance healing uh, for those of you who think that's crazy, he's got testimonials of people who he's healed and helped, okay? What he's talking about now, was taking that next step, is being able to be able to use that technology. And that, well, I guess essentially it is a technology, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. for all intents and purposes, yeah. And so now that he's been able to physically heal people by healing them spiritually, he's taking it a step further because he understands the limiter to people quote unquote, buying in, believing in this, but I personally believe it's true. I, I'm trained in Reiki, not as high as you are, but I may be higher than you are in vitamins right now, but that's about it. But I'm not higher than you are in the, in the Reiki thing, right? And in the Reiki thing. And so it's interesting because you go, okay, cool. Well, I want to help a bunch of people. I want to help animals and I want to help people. And I, I went out here and I learned this modality to be able to do it, but I still am finding resistance out in the world. I, I want to help people, but I can't serve them as good as I want to because they won't get out of their own way. What is the problem keeping them in their own way? And then Gary realizes it's people's limiting beliefs, it's the subconscious programming inside of them that won't allow them to get the healing that Gary can give them. And so literally now Gary is going out and getting trained and certified on how to clear those subconscious beliefs. So it's more of an all-encompassing uh, treatment when it comes to working with Gary. And so, dude, what are these things you're learning? I mean, can you share? I mean, I don't want to give away. I know people pay you for all this, dude. But can you share just some of the things that you're learning about this this belief clearing? Like, what what does that mean? Like, what what are people? What are we getting here? Well, people have these programmed limiting beliefs um, stemming from, you know, personal experiences, family members, friends that have passed on information to them that have stuck with them. So it, these are all just beliefs, they're not facts. So with these limiting beliefs, they're really, you know, they have such a closed mindset about certain things. You know, you know I've talked to people about Reiki or posts about Reiki. Um, I get messages saying that, um, you know, Reiki is sorcery, or it's witchcraft, or um, it's not pure. I'm like, where are you getting your information from? Oh, it's, it's in the Bible, you know. Um, 
talking about, you know, um, other people talk about Kundalini. Kundalini is, you know, it's demonic. Well, because it says it in the Bible. Well, it's not getting the whole Bible thing, but it, it's, a, it's, it's a limiting belief stem from, you know, passed on information. It's not really a fact. So they go and, you know, so they, they get scared of this, you know, they, they shy away from it because they don't think it's from God. But really, in reality, from, from a quantum energy standpoint, Reiki is from the higher realms of the universe, as known as the heavens. Right. From God, it's from the angels. Right. So it, it is pure love and light energy. Well, it's interesting because it's like, you know, when I talk about Reiki or, or this and that, like, I'm talking about being able to heal people with my hands or my words. People are like, oh, you can't do that. Yet they believe in Jesus. I'm like, well, aren't we, like, according to your book, aren't we, and I don't mean that in any disrespect to anybody. I, I think the Bible is amazing. I don't believe that Jesus Christ is the only savior of man. I think that in certain realities for certain people, that Jesus Christ is absolutely the savior of, the, of them. And if that's the belief it takes or that is best for you to be able to manifest the things that you want and be Christ-like, then by all means do that. But let's make sure that we're living these things, these truths for the right reason. And so Gary, I mean, especially if the people want to come at the Bible, I'm like, dude, like how I live is Christ-like. I heal people with my hands. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm like Jesus. I'm just saying like, this is how he intended man to be. And according to you and your book, if he did die on the cross for my save, for my savior, and if I was, you know, uh, born again, then wouldn't I be born again in the image of Christ, which means being able to heal people, being able to perform miracles? Like, and so that's what we talk about all the time is people find the narratives to support whatever validation they need within them. And often that validation is coming from a place where they have lacked acceptance and validation in the past. So they have to find these catalysts out in uh, you know, reality where they can be triggered. And then through that anger, they're able to be angry, which validates their existence. And so you're finding that a lot of that subconscious programming, people don't even understand that they have. They don't, they don't even fucking know. And so how does an expert like you, like how do you even start to unplug something like that? I mean, if there's somebody's watching right now, like what can people do to start to even become aware of what the problem is? I mean, how do they get, why are people so fucking angry and how do they stop being so mad? Well, we're all connected. We're all one. Right. You know? Um, Jesus what do you mean said, by that? For somebody that doesn't understand, what do you mean that by that? We're all one, we're all connected. Well, because you know everything is a hologram in this in this reality in this world. We are all connected. We are all mirrors of other people. You know, say you know, uh, for every relationship that we have, we um, we we're vibrating on a certain frequency. Everything is energy. So the relationships and experiences that we have are based on our personal vibrating frequency. Mm. So if we're vibrating at a low frequency, we're going to be attracting low vibrating people. Rush. Low vibrating experiences. For if we raise our energy, we're going to attract high vibrating people, higher vibrating um, experiences. So is the law of attraction? I'm sorry? Is that the law of attraction? Yeah. Okay. So um, we are all connected. And so... Um, if you know about Ho'oponopono, it's an ancient Hawaiian um, prayer. It's a healing. It's a clearing technique. And um, just for example of how we are all connected, um, one of the practitioners of Ho'oponopono, um, he started working on um, very dangerous people, violent criminals, rapists that, are, that have been locked up in jail. 
So he was reading these files and he would get very triggered, you know, about reading a uh, rapist. Move me, brother, man. I'm sorry. Are you still there? We're losing you. There you go. So you see, there was a guy that was locked up. Yeah. Well, there's, there's, um, he was the, the, the whole Pono Pono practitioner. He, he was working with inmates and prisoners, uh, violent criminals, rapists, murderers, uh, drug dealers. So he was reading their file and, you know, he was reading everything that they've done. And he started feeling triggered and angry and sad. Mm. So he started doing the whole Pono Pono releasing technique. I'm sorry. Uh, please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. Started doing that over and over again. So as he was healing, releasing himself, that quantum energy was being transferred over to, to those criminals that were locked up in jail. And he was actually healing them too. Not, not even engaging with them. Just by healing himself of that anger and that sadness that he was feeling from reading those files or what they did, that, that energy was being transferred over to those criminals being locked up in jail hundreds of miles, thousands of miles away. So that that's pretty powerful. That that just shows like how connected we really are to each other. So so just for anybody that's not that again, just a little bit of clarity here. So what he's saying is that there's a bunch of violent criminals that were locked up real far away, and their energy was terrible. I mean, they, listen, they had the, they had the energy to do terrible things. Okay, and so when you look at that as a whole, this guy was able to be reading files of it. Okay, and then he just was feeling that energy. He was feeling how like those are terrible people and these, all these terrible things and guilt and shame and anger. And he uses an old ancient prayer to be able to release how his energy is feeling over those same instances. And what Gary is saying is that this case study essentially proved or what happened in this instant is that when he did that, the prisoners all that fucking far away felt that energy, their energy literally changed physically and it wasn't even connected. And so there's lots of instances of this, of these things happening. As far as this prayer goes, Gary, I want to slow down and just say this because a lot of people deal with anger, especially right now. And something that we've been talking about in the Marshall Gillen show, literally every day, like we've been outlining all these things that are going out on out in society right now. I've been trying to tell people, I'm like, listen, it all, none of this matters. It all comes down to the fact that like you're angry about something from your life because you're hurt and that's okay. And you may be validating your pain. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. But let's, how do we heal that? And then the one thing I keep preaching is forgiveness, 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 forgiveness. And a lot of people go, I don't know how to forget. Okay, cool. So I'm, I'm, I'm so glad that you brought this up. So Gary, will you just break down very clearly? What are the, how do you do this for somebody that can, wants to be able to use this, this prayer so they can start to create the energy within them? Because once you guys, once you guys start to do this, you're going to just feel better. And that you'll feeling better will create more resourceful energy, which will want you to show up better on your next live video or when you go out in public or the way you treat your kids. And that's the energy that starts to perpetuate over time. So Gary, what is this and how do they do it? Well, there's there's a few different ways you can do it, but um, one of the one of the best ways to do it is to write down all your experiences that you've had that have caused you pain and trauma, mm. whether it be relationships. Uh, abuse, any you know, type of abuse, anytime that someone's done something to hurt you, write it all down. And you got that list in front of you and just go over it. How does that make you feel? Does that make you feel sad? Does it make you feel angry? Um, feel hurt? You want to cry? Of course. Mm. And what you do, you just sit with those thoughts and emotions, you know, let it come to surface, sit in it, you know, be aware of it. And just recite that whole Pono Pro prayer over and over again. 
till you start feeling it being released. You start feeling lighter, more at peace with it. So what is the so, prayer? Um, it's, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. And there's another part of it. There's, you know, four parts that, you know, I really shared, but there's actually a fifth part of it. It, um, at the end of it is, um, I forgive myself. Mm. So you're forgiving yourself, but also as, um, you know, the divine energy, right. You know, call it God, what you will, you know, whatever, you know, people want to feel comfortable with saying, because we all have different beliefs. Um, so I don't want to get to like the whole religious aspect of it, but you know, whoever, you know, you feel is, you know, the, the Supreme being. Right. Right. And it's just simple. I mean, people are literally like, they're like, how, how is that going to, how is that going to help me? I'm telling you guys, the next time you're angry or you're triggered by something, try this, try it for yourself, saying those four things over and over, because what you're doing is, is you're energetically, you're just, you're changing your chemicals, the way that you're physically making your body move, you're overriding your mind and you're just continuing to program yourself for something different. We talked about self-talk and programming the subconscious uh, mind at a deeper level. And so being able to usually you literally use your words to vocalize vibration through the energetic field, you're starting to change your energy and you're starting to tap into the infinite potential of the quantum realm to be able to use the law of attraction, the law of vibration to be able to get more of what you want. We all know about the law of giving. You get what you give in life. And that's many different forms. Tony and I talked about it in a very monetary way in the first half of the show, but Gary's here telling you guys the same exact thing when it comes to your thoughts and feelings. It's powerful stuff, man. Why isn't why why do you think more people don't don't use these these techniques that can literally help them heal disease that can help them you know live happier more fun more fulfilled like why don't people know about this like how 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 come everybody isn't doing this man like literally i don't understand well they probably don't think they need any healing or they think it's you know woohoo you know some some woohoo witchery stuff you know whatever excuses that they they've come up in their with their own minds yeah uh, where do you think or, that they don't want to, I'm sorry. Where do you think that even comes from? I mean, where do people get that idea? Um, these family beliefs. Yeah. Um, you know, especially, you know, religious people, they only think that, um, God is the, you know, God or Jesus could heal them, but no, I mean, real healing comes from within ourselves. Yeah. You, know, you can pray all you want, you can pray all you want to God and Jesus to heal you, but you have to face these things you know, internally yeah. and bring that stuff to the surface. You have to face it. Yeah. You have to forgive it. You have to forgive yourself um, for being hard on yourself, you know, for holding on to these emotions and experiences for so long. Amen. This trauma that you, that people experience, if it's not released properly, because we're never taught how to release our emotions or deal with emotions, it stores in, in, you know, in our subconscious and in yeah. our physical body that causes cancers, that causes, you know, depression, heart disease, you know, fibromyalgia, all these auto autoimmune di um, diseases and chronic illnesses. So um, I'm trying to work with my mom on, you know, she's, she doesn't believe in this stuff either. So it's been difficult. She's yeah. becoming a little bit more open-minded. Because uh, she has stage three eye cancer, and she has fibromyalgia, she has mm -hmm. emphysema, COPD, and, and a grocery list of other issues as well. So, um, so it, it is difficult. And but you know, coming from a family 
that doesn't believe in energy work, you know, I'm the only one in my family from both sides, my mother and fam, and my mother, my mother and father that does energy work that yeah. does subconscious releasing. Yeah. You know, because I know how powerful it is because I've used it on myself. Yeah. You know, my clients, I've, you know, a lot of my clients, I went, they went from skepticism to believer in 45 to 60 minutes. That's and awesome, man. Half of my clients became my students because they realized how powerful Reiki really is. Yeah. And like that, that, that to me gives me chills. And like, it gives I me chills it. about it because like from people not believing in it to having faith in me to trying it out for themselves. Right. They have issues that they want to heal to having such a life-changing experience in 45 to 60 minutes. That is powerful. Right. Dude, I mean, you're, you ain't a kid, and especially when you're talking about life changing in, the, in a short amount of time, people that are, that are healing all kinds of things. Now, again, it's like anything in life. You only get what you put into it. And so anybody can go, you can go, oh, that's all bullshit. Well, guess what? Then it, that's fine. Nobody's trying to convince you to come do it. But we're just saying, hey, did you know that there's scientific proof that shows that we're energetic beings and that we vibrate at a frequency and there's thousands and thousands of years of passed down modalities and uh, case studies and stories of people who have learned to use the energy or energy healing techniques. And so when you know that the science is out there, like we talk about with quantum physics and epigenetics all the time, and then you also know that the modalities are out there that exist on the spiritual and emotional level, and then you actually go, wait a second, a lot of these things add up, but we're not being told this by in school or things that we learn. And when you can take a step back from the skepticism and go, wait, is there a better way? And you learn that this is all one thing, that what Gary says, we're all one energy. I talk about this all the time, you guys. Source energy, God, whatever you bring, the creator is one source light. It's shining through a prism, a crystal prism, which is third dimensionality, which is earth. And that refracts as a bunch of different things. It refracts as, a, as God experiencing himself as me, as Gary, as Evelyn, as all the people. It's everything, the trees. It's like, I, 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 I sometimes get you know frustrated, Gary, when people aren't willing to take a step back and go like, oh yeah, I, I can clearly see how everything is related. But it's hard for people to unplug and get there in the beginning. And we're literally giving you guys the blueprint. How do you understand more? Well, the first and foremost thing, the, the thing you've got to do before anything else is you have to heal yourself. Even in the Bible, it says that God will help, save you, but you have to meet him halfway. And that halfway means being willing to turn within and go into the dark of the places that scare you the most and learning how to release that through forgiveness. And the Bible talks about forgiveness all the time. I'm only bringing it up because Gary's been talking about religion. And there is a lot of people I forget about that are like that. And so I'm like, yo, bro, like you're right, dude. But just like the Bible says, we're literally living proof of what the Bible is preaching. Prayer, meditation, taking, treat your body as a temple, uh, give, turn the other cheek, like all these things. And still people are like, well, that's sorcery. That's woo-woo. Well, is it really? Is it really, or have you only heard that from the person that stand on the preacher or the pulpit telling you it is, or from the man or the lady on the news, or from the teacher or the professor that was taught to teach something from a textbook that was delivered from something bigger? You guys have got to ask better questions if you want better answers. Look at Evelyn here. She's saying, found myself releasing tears two days ago. I felt so much better and just grateful for life. First off, uh, Evelyn, I'm, a, I'm so happy for that. Uh, but you guys, it's it's that simple. You've got to be, I mean, you got to be willing to release and purge those emotions from your body. Like Gary, like we talk about that all the time. And so the very first place that you have to start 
is with forgiveness. Gary just literally gave you a prayer and a blueprint on how to do that. So why do you think, dude, like, like, why do you think forgiveness is so hard for people? And, and I think that they don't understand, like you mentioned earlier, that's a two-sided thing. It's one, forgiving the, the oppressor or the people that hurt you, and it's also forgiving yourself. And so people may understand what I'm talking about when I say, oh, you have to forgive the other person. But what do we mean like when we say you have to forgive yourself for going through something? Can you elaborate on that? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, you know, forgiveness, there is two sides. Um, or our ego gets in the way of it um, because, you know, depending on the situation and what the person did to you, you know, we don't want to forgive that person because huh. it hurts. You know, it causes a lot of pain. Um, so forgiving ourselves, I mean, that's huge because, um, you know, from those experiences, whatever they may be, um, there's a lot of self-pity involved. Right. And why do you think that self-pity is? I mean, what, why, why do people pity themselves? What are they looking for emotionally? What are they fulfilling, do you think? Because, you know, they play in the head, oh, you know, nobody loves me. Um, if people cared about me, they wouldn't have done that to me. I'm not special, you know, you know, whatever, you know. Limitations. Excuses are right. You know, why these things happen to them? You know, there's all these bad things happen to me. You know, I must be a bad person, or nobody loves me. And you know, I, I always hear the same things over and over again. It's never really a different story <clears throat> that I hear. So it's um, it's really you know just a, it's a lack of self love. Yeah, people just not being compassionate for themselves, being so like people being so hard on themselves, or guilting and shaming themselves for the things they do or don't do. And it's like, yo, if you could just like lighten up and take your foot off your own back for a couple of days and stand up and dust yourself off, like you're gonna realize that you're not as shitty as a person as you've been taught to believe. And then yeah. you need to continue to tell yourself that story. But it's hard to change that story until you can clear those so those those subconscious beliefs. That's literally what Gary is doing now. That's what he's doing now. And so it's like, okay, if you're listening to the show and you're dealing with um, a deep issue, a deep seated issue, you know what? Maybe after the show, it's worth your time and energy just to reach out to Gary and just have a conversation with them saying, yo, man, this is kind of what I'm dealing with. Is this something that you could help me with professionally? Is this, is it something that you could help me with distance healing? Is it, could we work together in a sense where it's like, yo, like I need some, some belief clearing. How does that work? What does that mean? You guys, we're going to go to a short commercial break, but when we come back, we're going to dig into this because Gary's literally training himself to be able to, to be able to change your life, to be able to transform your life, to be able to completely take you to a whole new level just by helping you rewire the way that you think and the way that you are. And so if you're into that, which I don't know, Gary, who wouldn't be right. Then you guys are going to ask tune us in, in at the turn of this hour. Gary, we'll be back here in about three minutes, guys. This is the Marshall Gillen show. It is Tuesday. June 9th. I'm super glad you're here. I'll see you guys after the break. Story or message to share. I want tonight to be the start of the awakening, you guys, right? 
everybody it's your boy marshall live we are back with my guest expert in the second half of the show gary kershke former baseball player turned reiki healing master i'm gonna start calling him the light bender uh i think that that, that that's kind of like what you are doing maybe that'll be like the alter ego or something you end up going by dylan gang if you guys are tuning in today first off i don't know where in the world you're watching this from but i want to say thank you so much uh this is now going on to our third week of actually having a show if you guys didn't see yet uh, this last week, this one right now that we're currently in, I'm so excited to announce that Marshall TV has added two more shows to our regular weekly programming. So you guys can join us for the Sunday show, uh, which airs at 9 a.m. every Sunday. Uh, it's going to be down me sitting down answering some questions for you guys just like that. Obviously, we have the Marshall Gillen show, but we're going to be doing guest interviews uh, specifically just like this. Uh, going forward. And then at nighttime, you guys at um, 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, we have the nightly show with Kyle Dillinger. So make sure you guys are subscribed to us on all channels. Make sure you guys are tuned in. Uh, transformational entertainment. Like that's what I'm trying to build, Gary. Uh, I'm just trying to be like, yo, how can I entertain people uh, while also giving them, you know, freaking information uh, that's going to transform their lives and connecting to people like you that can help do that. So what a freaking cool time to be alive. When it comes to business stuff, dude, like if you have anything exciting planned, like we've been talking about business on this episode, like what about for you, dude? Like how do you see yourself moving forward as an entrepreneur? I mean, you know, a lot of our, our guests are our guests, well, our guests too, but a lot of our, um, our viewers and listeners, dude, they're entrepreneurs too. And so they're curious. They do, some of them do the same things that you do. And so like, how are you for, moving forward in this landscape, man? Well, right now, <clears throat> um, I've finished 
um, my Ushui Reiki Master course for my students. Um, so I, I have that going on. Um, working on um, creating some spiritual healing retreats. I love so it. I'm um, my Reiki Master and I. Um, he moved up. He moved back home to Virginia. So he lives in the mountains. Yeah, uh, practically. So, and um, I, I love the mountains. You know, I yeah. talked about this, you know, a few months ago about, you know, starting a spiritual healing retreats. And um, <clears throat> so, I'm going to be working on that. And um, I've connected with a few other healers. So, um, I want to connect with more healers, get some more, get some retreats coming, uh, yeah. starting uh, sometime this year. Yeah. Uh, some three day, five day retreats in the mountains. Yeah. Dude, uh, the so retreat is what's up. What's that? The retreat business is what's up, bro. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I, I'm excited about that. I have so many ideas in my head about, you know, what I want to do, who I want to bring in, um, you know, all different types of healers, um, shamanic healers, Reiki right. healers, um, you know, people that, that um, have like different energy healing modalities, that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be, Dude, that's dope, man. You should just like call like, like healing camp or something and do like five days in the mountain. Like for any of our viewers, um, that are listening or tuning in, I, you guys on every episode for like the last, like five of them, since we've been, since we launched Marshall Palooza, I'm trying to tell everybody, I'm like, you guys, I've been trying, I'm telling you guys, everybody launch a retreat, like Gary launch a retreat. Like for anybody, it's so simple. And so I don't know what Gary's plan is, but let's just say that Gary wants to launch a retreat where he's going to do his healing modalities. So let's just say that he calls it something simple like healing camp and he picks five days. Cool. He knows that people fly in on day one. He's going to do some, uh, some Q and a, and he's going to uh, do some framing and of what's coming up in the week. He's going to do some Reiki healing. Maybe the next day he has a shaman, shamanic healing. Uh, maybe the next day he has uh, sound bowl healing. Maybe the next day somebody comes in with a, uh, portable, uh, red light therapy. And they talk about light therapy, literally at a physical level and every single day they're doing yoga and working out together. And maybe there's a fun little team activity planned every afternoon. And so for five days, literally all Gary has to do is curate an experience around what he loves and is most passionate about, which is Reiki and healing, which is well healing. Okay. This is so simple. You guys, that's all Marshall Palooza is. Marshall Palooza is the same thing. I picked a date on a calendar like four months away and I go, okay, that's the date. What do I want to do? Uh, I want to hang out on Labor Day and have fun. That, that's going to be fun. And then over the next few days, I want to do these things in the mountains. This is, if I was at Tahoe for a week, this is exactly what Marshall Gillen would do. And so why we're saying this, anybody can do this. Anybody can do this. And so, um, dude, what, what can I do to help you, man? How do we get your retreat going? Um. Huh. Well, first, I need to get down the details of it first. Um, okay. Since, you know, my Reiki master, he's actually one of my best friends now. So um, That's awesome. He, he, um, he's going to be, he's going to start scouting some territory up there. And um, once we get down to details, I'll let you know. And um, you, can, you can come hang out with us, you know. Well, dude, I'm just like, retreat going, man. Like, go on Airbnb, go to Airbnb, pick the location, find an Airbnb. See the dates, how long. Okay, that's the amount of money we need. It's four months away. Cool. If I can sell this in the first 30 days to get this amount, we'll reserve the place. Cool. Now what's next? Let's close the rest of the deal so we have the money that now we actually made the money before the event even happens. Let's let's splurge a little bit. Oh, we'll get this and we'll do this and this will be cool. We'll, ha we'll hire a videographer. They'll film the whole thing. We'll make a, a video out of it, give it to all of our attendees, and we'll use it to then put ad spin behind to fill your retreats. It's so simple, everybody. Um, anyways, Gary knows what he's doing, but, um, yeah, dude, 
if I can help you guys or motivate you or push you guys to go, let's do it. Like, let's do it, bro. I'll help you. Absolutely. I appreciate that. Yeah, dude. I just want the world to get healed, man. I wish that new people, I wish that more people knew that they could fucking help themselves through simple things like eating better, like exercising the way that they think. I just, I don't get it, man. Yeah. Um, see with my story, you know, every healer, you know, comes from, a, you know, has a painful story, a lot of trauma. 100%. Sorry, my dog is going nuts right here. What's dog's name? He's trying to get on the show. What's up, buddy? It's my boy, Bear. Bear? Uh, Bear, yeah, I adopted him uh, a few months ago. Uh, actually, his brother here, too. They were uh, found in a hoarding situation with 17 other dogs. Like, no way. Yeah, he was actually, he looked like a skeleton when, the, yeah. when he was rescued. No, dude, so, you're really big into that. Like, you, like, animals is like that's your that's your thing yeah i got seven dogs now last time we talked i had five I now i have seven yeah and what's that uh human society shelters yeah so why uh, do you, why do you why would you what would possess somebody to want to rescue seven dogs i don't mean like an asshole i'm saying like why why i um well my mom and i we're very passionate about animals yeah um, she, she's more of a cat lover. I'm more of a dog lover. So, um, we went on like a rescuing spree, um, this, uh, late last year and this year. And, um, um, I fostered, a, you know, several animals and uh, cats and dogs. And, uh, he was actually supposed to be a foster. Yeah. And, um, like first day I had him, uh, we bonded so quickly and I was just like, and I, I always wanted a boy. It's been like 20 years since I had my last boy. And, um, he just like fell into my lap and after my mom um brought him to me like we just we bonded so quickly wow. and after the first day i'm like he's not going anywhere this is my boy now and that's your shit bro yeah. Yeah, I just he, had, he's a daddy's boy i just had a great idea what we need to do is start a show called rescuing spree and you go find a local uh shelter that has like always has animals and then you find somebody that always like needs a pet, like a child or something. And then you just film that once a week of you connecting a child to the adoption place and you call it rescuing spree. I'll put it on Marshall TV and it will fill the shit out of your camp. That's actually a really good idea because I have people telling me, you know, ask me all the time, you know, where they can find you know, a specific dog, you know, yeah. they want a little dog or they want a big dog. And that'd be great because um, a lot of shelters around here, they are booked. I mean, they're like maxed out and they're putting down older dogs that have been there, even the ones that are puppies, you know, real young dogs to right. make room for like the newer dogs coming in. And by simply, by simply doing one thing, one, one a week, the whole entire area would continue to see that and they'd be like, Oh yeah. Like how do we have more dogs or like raising them? You would save so many animals, bro. Yeah. Bear and his brother Zeus were going to be um, scheduled to be put, put down um, on a Friday. And I actually, you know, they were pulled in from the shelters on a Wednesday. So two days before they were going to be put down, um, save their lives because they, they, the shelters thought they were unadoptable. Zeus was returned three times. Bear wow. had, severe like crazy anxiety because he had kennel fright so he was like con he was like going crazy and i work at a vet clinic so i brought him to work with me and i had to keep him boarding because i can't have my dog run around clinic because there's other right. animals so and he was barking non-stop he had crazy anxiety and so that he, he had, that's his fear is you know being at a shelter in a kennel because he was they would lock him up 23 hours a day so he had one hour it's like a prison right. like a prisoner 
you know, he had 23 hours lockup and one hour sunshine a day. So he was going crazy there. Wow. It was not the right environment for him, but this is his first home. Real love, you know, you know, being locked up in a you know, room with 1,700 dogs, you know, all day long being starved. This is his first home where he's actually felt love being taken care of. So yeah. he he is he is so calm. He's a happy boy. How, he just, he's amazing. I, I don't know why. I don't know why everybody. I wish I had a dog because I um I mean I grew up with dogs, but uh, I just haven't had the time or the the space for one. But man, there's just it's tough to beat. And you know, one of our viewers, Evelyn, she says, you know, they give unconditional love. It's just tough to beat literally the unconditional love that a dog gives you. I mean, I, I just, I don't, I don't really hate cats anymore. Like I used to, but I just don't understand them. Like if I'm going to have an animal that lives with me, I want it to be like, I want it to be so excited every time it sees me because that makes me excited. I miss having a dog. Well, here's the thing about dogs, you know, um, everything, you know, everything is energy. Um, us humans, you know, we're, Average human is vibrating like on a like a 207 megahertz, 207 megahertz. Dogs with a vibrating tail and they're excited. It's actually they're vibrating at a 500 frequency. So I have seven dogs. You know how much happy, loving frequency I experience every single day. That's amazing. Like they raise my energy. Right. And they're raising my frequency. Bro, they're like uh, it, alive. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> It's amazing. I, I, I love my dogs. Um, you know, I yes, I got seven dogs, but my place doesn't look or smell like I have seven dogs. I'm constantly cleaning. <laughs> that's amazing. Well, so what, what does it look like going forward? I mean, is there anything that's going to come of that? I mean, is there, is there something that you want to do with these dogs or is there something bigger picture? Yes. Um, my mom and I, um, she's actually looking at some big properties, like 40 plus acres. Um, we're starting, uh, she wants to start a pet, pet sanctuary. Oh, cool. So, yeah. Um, so, and she's got the connections to do that, to get it funded. Uh, so we want to go to all the shelters, pull all the animals, cats and dogs, and, you know, that are on the kill list and give them another chance at life. Come on now. Uh, so all the pets will be adoptable. So we're going to, looking That's at getting, um, like a 50, I forgot, it's like a 503C, some type of, um, licensing where you get grants to keep the place funded plus um we know people working at a vet clinic um he uh the vet he knows a lot of people that would that, that would help fund it that's um, amazing he has he has big connections with celebrities that um that do that donate to animal charities and shelters and sanctuaries that sort of thing so I love that. Uh, yeah uh, the one place they were looking at was on 40 acres uh beautiful mansion on it it's got a barn guest house um it was like it just got sold like a few days ago so um so we're looking at, at a few other places so we're looking at something that you know that's that we feel drawn to that you know oh. we can pull it on and um get it going so so yeah that's that's what we got going on as far as animals dude that's dope man well i uh, told you we'd be down about 10 45 i want to be respectful of your time and what you got going on today man but I just think that what you're doing and to see your transformation, not, not only Gary, like what you're giving back. I mean, literally through like what you're doing by healing people, but like the way that you're showing up and taking action yeah. and the way that you're doing that is so inspirational for other people to be able to see that. It's like, look, don't, don't only listen to what I'm doing, but watch what I'm doing as well. And so, you know, I think it's amazing to watch you start to build your own community. 
I keep looking at all your posts and I'm seeing the same people engaging with your stuff. And it's like, I got to know, is there, does, does Gary, is like, does Gary's community have a name yet? Like, I mean, I'm not that it has to, I'm just curious if it does. Like I got the Gillen gang, but like, what, what are we supposed to call your audience, man? They're growing. Uh, that's a good question. But I, I, I started a Facebook group um, like a month or so ago. Uh, it's called the Sacred Healing Touch. So um, if anybody, you know, that, that's interested in learning how to start, you know, begin their own healing journey or um, wants Reiki services or Vibrolite or um, Ho'oponopono, subconscious release, subconscious releasing, belief clearing, releasing, right. um, join the group. You can private message me. Um, but I, I don't have a, a squad name yet. Yeah, so. I love it. Well, it'll come in time, bro. So, and you know, I want to you know share a little brief uh, history about myself, story about about myself. You know, I didn't come up, you know, the silver spoon in my mouth. I went through a lot of traumas in my life, especially my childhood. I was I was sexually I was molested as a child by my older half brother. Um, You're telling us right now, this is from Contra Costa. You're good. Um, I was, I was abused, um, physically, mentally, emotionally. I was bullied, bullied in school. Um, so I, I had an abusive alcoholic father. So I know, you know, you had an alcoholic father as well. And right. you know, my dad, you know, he used to, you know, do a number on me. Mm. I went through a lot as a kid. Man. So I, I had a lot of pain, a lot of anger, a lot of these experiences, um, create a lot of anger inside of me a lot of sadness um self-love issues so if people think that like you know they need to sit with their with their crap with this self-pity shit um you know holding on to these pain painful memories and experiences you're wrong wow like, if i can do it wow you can do it i didn't have a coach i didn't have a mentor helping me through all this stuff wow. i did it all on my own yeah you know watching youtube videos um reading a lot of books i i did this on my own and um it was it was hard it was very hard you know to sit with this stuff have it come to surface you know crying you know feeling depressed and not wanting to live you know it was very hard very lonely for me but i got through it but now you know i'm here as a, as a support and as a tool to help people heal emotionally, mentally, physically, and spiritually, you know, on a quantum level. So I've dedicated my life to this. So this is a passion for me and I understand people's pains. You know, I'm an empath. I, you know, I feel people's emotions and their pains. I have psychic abilities. I can see things, mm. I can understand things. And when I do Reiki healings, I get visions of things, you know, so I'm able to help out, you know, my, my client on a deeper level to help them heal themselves because there's only so much Reiki can do, you know, the, my clients have to do their own healing on their own right. time. And I give them to. tools. Right. Be willing to do it. Yes. I give those and I give those tools to them yeah. so they can use them. And I, I use Ho'oponopono before every single session. But 20 minutes before, I give them a guided Ho'oponopono meditation or a prayer song for them to listen to. And it works beautifully. Uh, it, cause I, when I started, I, I would just do the Reiki. 100%. They were getting okay results. 
but when I introduced Ho'oponopono, it was life-changing. Yeah. It helped release those emotional blockages so, so the Reiki energy can flow through better. And start healing at a deeper level. Right. I mean, and people gotta understand that your body is made up of the eight different energy centers and like of basically vortexes of the where energy flows into your your body, right? And so a lot of people don't even realize that you guys have blockages somewhere along there. And what Gary does is help you release all that energy so you flow like you're supposed to from your higher being down into the root rootedness of your beingness. Um, and dude, I think that's so important what you say, dude. And it's like you're absolutely right. I mean, people that have been at their lowest, I mean, you and I have talked about this, mental health issues, uh, uh, addiction issues, uh, suicidal thoughts and actions, like all these types of things. And both you and I are living testaments to the fact it's like, yo, when you do the simple things to heal, I, I say simple, they're not easy, but they're simple. When you take the simple steps to, to healing, it can change everything. And literally Gary has now dedicated his life to making that process easier for you and for those of you who need healing. And so for those of you who uh, need that help, you're going to want to reach out to Gary. Definitely join his free group, regardless of, of if you actually work with him or not. But you're definitely going to want to reach out and probably have a conversation with him because literally what he has trained himself to do and become an expert at is how to use his gift, which is the empath feelings that he has to be able to just feel your experiences because everything that he's been through, he can that he can quickly relate to almost anything that you do because he can find the emotion in what you're doing and he finds that in himself and he can make that connection. And it's like, you can feel that. And so for anybody that needs healing, you want to reach out to Gary. He's just spent an hour telling us exactly why it works, how he's helping people and what you can do. An hour. Already it's gone by that quickly. That's Jesus, we need like a whole day. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, it's always a pleasure having you out, man. I'm always, I know you're a grown ass man, but I always tell you, I'm so proud of you. And uh, I'm just honored to be your friend. I'm grateful that uh, we stay connected all these years, man. I always yeah. appreciate you sharing your time, bro. Uh, is there anything you want to say before you hop off? I, I'm just, I'm just honored to be on this, on your show again, man. Sure, um, it's, I, I watch your journey. Um, you know, we do uh, our, you know, we can relate a lot, you know, to our, you know, childhood growing up. Um, you know, alcoholic father and or drug addictions and things like that. Um, coming into ourselves, really, you know, realizing you know our own special gifts and talents and um, sharing them with the world. And it's, I mean, you're a healer as well, man. You know, you got your own thing going on. Um, you know, I have, you know, we all have our own special gifts. Everybody should start um, their own healing journey. I'm here to help everyone and help everyone start uncovering your own special gifts and talents and sharing them with the world. That's amazing. Stop being, you know, locked away in a closet all, you know, every damn day of your life, watching TV, doing nothing, you know, we all have special gifts. Let me help you. I love that, bro. Hey, you, thank you so much again for your time and energy, bro. I'm sure we'll be connected and uh, I'm totally out of time before you come back on the show. Thank you so much, brother, man. Hi, brother. Appreciate it. Love you. Yeah. Later. Love you, bro. Hey, there you guys have it, man. There was another expert guest. We had Gary Kirschke just come on, you guys. That was uh, an amazing interview. What an amazing time. What an amazing episode uh, today was. And what a what a blessing it is for me to be able to create a platform like Marshall TV and like the show, The Marshall Gillen Show, to be able to connect you with that. My 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 promise to you guys is always to continue to, to connect you guys to the people that can heal you, that can help you become better, that can help you make more money, that can help you be happier, that can help you get better results. Like I don't want anything from you guys. This is Marshall TV, transformational entertainment. 
And as we continue to roll out Marshall TV, we have three talk shows. We're all full on talk shows. I want to know what do you guys want to see? What kind of programming do you guys want to see? Do you want me to start a show that's called Rescue Spree where we go rescue animals and we make a, a show out of it? Do you guys want me to turn Top Paid Speaker into a game show where I have speakers compete against each other for the award of Top Paid Speaker? I don't know. You guys tell me. What do you guys want to see on Marshall TV? How can I help you guys transform the most? What would be the most fun? What kind of content do you watch on old school TV that you want to watch on new school TV? You guys tell me and you guys can literally help me build Marshall TV from the ground up. Like I don't want anything from you. I just want to love on you. I just want to be support you. Like I just want to hang out. That's it. That, that's all I want to do. And so for those of you who want to be part of the Gillen Gang, you literally just have to text Gillen Gang to 833-222-2694. There's absolutely nothing for sale. Okay. There's nothing for sale. I'm just out here running my business. Uh, I have Marshall Palooza where my friends uh, come out on vacation with me. But other than that, you guys, I'm just being me. Okay. The one thing I do have is a for-purpose business. You guys have heard me talk about a for-purpose business for a while now. One of my original mentors who runs an event called Thrive, they have a model called Make Money Matter. And what I was taught so many years ago when I started off in this journey is as entrepreneurs, we're like superheroes. We have a superhuman ability to be able to go out and earn money by solving problems. And so since we can do that at an exponentially faster and more efficient level than 99% of people out there, what we've got to ask ourselves is how can we use our businesses for good? How can we use our skills for good? How can we use the knowledge and things that we've been through to be able to transform and save other people who may not be able to have the things that we have right now? That's exactly what a for-purpose business is. I am in business for a purpose. Same thing with the Marshall TV brand, you guys. I'm in purpose for a business. And part of the business that I'm in is helping people who are helping other kids get rescued from sex trafficking, who are rescuing and rehabilitating people who are victims of human slavery, okay? You guys see me wearing the International Network of Hearts shirt. I'm usually wrapping them, you guys. When you guys come out to Marshall Palooza, we're gonna be donating a percentage of all the profits. We're gonna be donating a percentage, 10% of all the profits that we make, not total revenue. We're gonna donate 10% of the profits straight out of my pocket right to International Network of Hearts. So just know that not only when you come out to Marshall Palooza, are you going to be, have the funnest, happiest vacation literally of your life? Not only will it be the absolute most transformational week of your entire life and probably for your business, but when you come out, just know that the money that you invest in yourself and in your future self is going to help people who are literally saving little kids from being uh, sex trafficked. And so International Network Hearts is part of the four-purpose reason that I'm in business, and I'm very proud to say that. I have no affiliation with them. Like I'm not like I'm not connected. They're not paying me to say this. You guys, it's nothing like that. I just love what they stand for. You guys can do four purpose businesses as well. That it can be whatever you are passionate about. Maybe Gary starts a four purpose business and he uh, with the with the rescue aspect of it, right? Donating money to people who are forwarding the cause, or maybe you want to do mental health awareness or suicide prevention or veterans or whatever. But just know if you're watching this or listening to this Gillen gang, you have the power to become a for purpose business. You have the power to use your skills and your knowledge to go out and change the world by not just delivering content and selling a program or an event that can change people's lives, but how you live your life and where you take that money. Money's just energy. It's just resources. We just need to learn how can we use that money to be able to help better things. I know that when you invest in Marshall Gillen on any level, portion of that money is going to go directly to the International Network of Arts. It's going to go literally right into the hands of Alma Tucker, the president of International Network of Arts, and she's going to be able to give it to the places that she needs. I want to be able to give at a higher level than I've ever been able to to finish out the year of 2020. And I'm inviting you guys to do the same thing.
And so if you want to learn more about it, just join the Gillen Gang. Text Gillen Gang to 833-222-2694. I have nothing for sale. I just want to help the world and I want you to be part of it. I want to do cool things with cool people. All right. Wow. What an episode. What an episode today. Oh, hey, by the way, if you can't come out to Marshall Palooza, you can always go to marshallgillen.com and at the very top right there, very first top, it says save the children. If you click that, if you click that button, save the children, it'll take you to the website directly at International Network of Hearts where you can give something this month or every month uh, if you see it fit, if it's a season in your life where you can do that. Uh, maybe you're like, bro, I don't know who to trust. I've been wanting to help somebody. I've been wanting to give money to something. I just haven't been able to figure out how to do it. Uh, what you should do then is you should go to marshalldegillen.com right at the very top. Save the children. Click it and you guys can donate some money to International Network of Hearts and people who are actually out there making a difference. Hey, this is potentially the best episode we've ever had. Tony Waitley was fire. Gary Kirschke, although a little hard to hear, was fire. This show is only getting better. Marshall TV and the Marshall Gillen Show. This is the number one show on the internet for transformation entertainment. And I'm so glad to be at the dummy that gets to bring it to you, you guys. I literally, I, I tell you guys at the end of every episode, I, I, I have no idea why you guys watch me, but I'm so incredibly grateful that you do. If you guys want to have a chance to meet me, and you guys want to have a chance to hang out with me, and you guys want to know how I'm living life out here, uh, you know, having success running a business from my phone and my laptop while also having the time of my life basically every single day, then you're going to come out to Marshall Palooza, meet me, hang out, see how I'm doing life. Other than that, you guys, I will see you tomorrow on Wednesday's episode. Thank you so much. This has been another episode of the Marshall Gillen Show. It is Tuesday, June 9th. Go out there and be the kind of person that makes everybody feel like somebody. I love you. I'll see you in the next episode.